Hey everyone, it's Adam Roddy with Millennial Manhood. I apologize if my voice sounds a little bit lower than normal, maybe a, maybe an entire octave lower, I don't know. I'm a little under the weather at the moment, but we're going to keep pushing through just because uh, we love sacrificing for you all. And uh, obviously this is a huge sacrifice sitting on my butt, um, just talking. Um, so definitely something I'm excited to do today. Despite the sickness, more than anything, I'm really excited to have Chase Green on here. Chase Green is a uh, long, long-term friend of mine. He's my best friend. I've known him since uh, early high school. Um, we basically bonded over the fact that neither him nor I had a girlfriend at the time. Believe it or not, we were uh, probably the two biggest studs at Ray County High School. But other than that, without further ado, Chase, would you care to introduce yourself? What's up, my dude? Man, I'm Chase Green, uh, good old Chattanooga. Bound and living right here. Um, yeah, like Adam said, just one of my longtime best friends, my brother from another mother kind of guy. Uh, bonded in the woods with our friend Trip Graham, trying to roll a friend's yard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, right now, uh, sports writer for Cat 10 Sports, do a little live show on Facebook, you know, the iTunes, all that stuff. So that's one thing that Adam about have in common right now, kind of doing this weird audio world multiple media platforms so it's been fun man well you have the advantage of also doing video um i think it's because people people tell me i have a face for radio and podcasting and i think they mean it <laughs> um but see you actually get to do the whole video aspect as well um you do you be are you streaming that on on facebook live as well as are you putting on youtube also yeah we're doing both we're doing facebook live every monday at 7 p.m um and we do youtube iTunes, all the fun stuff. Man, well, we'll, we'll have the uh, links to that in the show notes description. So if anybody's interested in um, following Chase and especially watching or tuning into his show, it's uh, Chat10Sports, you said? Yeah, Chat10Sports.com, man. Awesome. Well, we, we can get into that probably in a little bit later as well and go a little bit more in detail about that. But but more than anything, I guess we just want to start off. Uh, Chase, uh, tell us a little bit about your life. Like, what do you got going on these days? and, and you know, what What brought you to, to where you are now, I guess? Well, man, uh, like we said, we grew up in good old Ray County. Started out, you know, had a pretty normal life. Had, uh, now, of course, had the divorced parents and all that fun stuff growing up. So I had multiple families inside of good old Ray Co. And all of a sudden, you got meet these great friends like Adam. And I was, we were blessed, man. I had awesome groups of friends growing up. Um, kind of rolled over into college as well, went to ETSU, got the old business degree, actually started out in pre-med and realized that wasn't going to work. And, uh, yeah, went to the business school, got, uh, graduated in 2013 and, uh, yeah, moved over to Nashville. Um, my good friend Casey Harley got me a job at a logistics brokerage, um, lived there for two years or so. And, uh. Had some things happen and decided to move back to old Cat Town. Just felt it was the best thing for me and my family. And uh, came over here and started working at US Express and kept the brokerage thing alive. And then here recently, just hopped in with my great friend Trey and Kurt. Um, Trey just brought this Cat Town sports thing to life, man. He, uh, he had a couple of friends on him earlier. Things just didn't work out for them. And he asked her out of lunch one day and said, Hey boys, you guys want to be a part of Tap 10 sports? And at first, man, I didn't know much about it. I was like, 
ah, you know, maybe there's a couple people watching. And next thing I know, our first show has like two, two, three thousand views. So I'm like, oh, this is a real deal. And, you know, it just gave me an opportunity to blog and write and talk about things that I love to talk about every day at the water cooler, you know, all that fun stuff. Balls, Titans, Reds, Braves baseball at the time. It's just one of those deals where it's the weird little things that bring you into something that you hopefully can turn into a dream, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that's incredible numbers, especially for your first show. I'm sure that was – was that a shocker to everybody, or was there somebody with some in, insider information at, at Chat 10 Sports saying, like, yeah, I feel pretty confident we're going we're gonna to top out over a grant, over 1,000 people <laughs> on, our, on our first episode? No, honestly, man, I really thought it would be, like, 25 to 30. 30 of those would be my mom, like, accidentally clicking in and out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that that's I mean I felt the same way. The first episode that I hosted on here, I was thinking like, yeah, there's gonna be three listens or three downloads, and it's gonna be my mom downloading it on her iPad, on her phone, and like some other device. And, and that's gonna be the total amount of listens. But but that's incredible. I mean I mean, I know you can't necessarily predict what the future holds, especially since this is relatively new, but where do you see this yeah. show going? Man, that's where we talk about a lot is how easy it is to access through social media. Um, with Facebook, me and myself and Trey are both in multiple forums through Tennessee and Falls and Titans and Preds. It's just the thing, man. There's so many awesome communities that just love to talk sports and listen. Um, you know, everybody wants something new and something fresh. So, heck, what's better than 12 weeks in for us, you know? So, it's uh, it's so easy now. Like you've obviously learned through podcasting, you've gotten so that man, it's just so easy. There's so many platforms to get on for free or very, very inexpensive. So I don't know, man. I really think you could take off. There's just so many easy, easier ways, I should say, through advertising and things like that, where you can do a lot with it, man. And there's just your one tweet or one share away from. Going viral. We had uh, ESPN writer Teron Davenport on for the Titans already. Trey Wallace, we had him on last week, so it's just been awesome so far, man. It's just a DM or a, a message to a guy, and they're like, heck yeah, man, I'm so down to talk with you guys. That's, I mean, that, that's incredible. I mean, I think we've we've seen a little bit of the same on the show, but it's it's almost mind-boggling at times when you when you basically cold call someone and you really don't expect them to ever respond, but they do. And to say, yeah, of course, I'll, I'll be on your show. That sounds that sounds incredible. And uh, so it's got to be a little surreal getting some of those people on your show. It is, man. And that's, that's all Trey, man. He's been a wizard with this stuff. He's so good working and wheeling and dealing for these guys. And uh, like you said, it's just it's funny. You just think that a cold call or a, even a you know direct message nowadays on Instagram is the new handshake. So with these guys, it's like, hey, man, these guys have – 2,000 people to watch. Here's some. Here's a couple new people I can have on my Twitter, so they also see the value in it as well. So it's just all about an exchange. It's been awesome so far. What do you think it is about your show that, that may be different or maybe a different take than what most people are used to seeing? I mean, we. I think the same thing for our show. Like how are we different than, than other self-help or motivating or whatever you want to insert um, in there, how are we different? I think about that in my job. Like, what do you think in this case? Like, what do you guys think you're doing that's uh, started off with, with such a initial success? 
Um, for us, I just think we're relatable because, you know, we're just everyday average workers that talk sports. We're, you know, we're knowledgeable. I, I feel like all of us have been fans for a long time, keep up with it. But I just feel like we're relatable with a lot of people and we've been interactive. That's the best part about Facebook Live is chit-chat with people and we bring them on. We want your questions through, you know, the comment section. So we're talking to them. So that's kind of brought a new thing. It's like, oh, they'll answer my questions. You know, we'll say your name. Like our buddy Blaze comments every week. It's like, hey, you know, we'll see what Blaze's question or what's his reaction to our question. So it's been one of those things. I think just relatable and the fact that we're going to be fun and interactive. Okay. Um, well, all right. Well, well, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we put the, uh, the notes to your show and the links and how to follow it and, and every medium that you guys are on and you personally chase. Yeah. We'll make sure that's in the show notes for anybody who wants to, to follow up. I highly recommend it. I mean, I was blown away and a little bit jealous with uh, how much success you guys had right out of the gate. But more than anything, I'm proud of you and, and excited to see where your show goes. Thanks, man. Same for you, boys. All right. Well, I guess moving on a little bit, I guess digging in a little bit more into your, your personal life, you know, we're going to talk about your dating lot. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is the gossip section of millennial manhood where we, we talk about bachelor number one and what they look for in a potential partner. But more than anything, I'd like to think, you know, there's a lot of things that's happened to you in your life. And, and, you know, I've been able to, to witness a lot of it and, and, you know, see, see you and, and and be a friend to you during various times and various ups and downs. Um, when it comes back to, you know, we always like to bring on guests, especially if it's somebody who's, who's either lived an interesting life or it's a, it's another man. Um, we don't always bring on men here. Um, we like to ask them, when did they first come to the idea of what it means to be a man or how did they, what shaped their idea? Of, of what it is to be a man. And I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Um, for me, uh, man, I, I lived in that prototypical kind of alpha dog Southern family. You know, grandfather, grandfathers were the hierarchy and just worked its way down, you know. Um, I actually never got to meet my true biological grandfather on my dad's side. But I had a grandfather that was, I guess, my step-grandfather, who was really my grandfather. You know, that's who I knew my entire life. So it's one of those, man, I was blessed with so many with my dad, my grandfather, and my older brother. Then I got to be around so many awesome, good men, like how they treat my grandmother and my mom. And so it's one of those that I got lessons every day. It was something new, something to work on be better, you know, you can always do better kind of things from, from them. It's uh, learning new skills, make sure you take care of one another. So I was blessed in that aspect. Um, and same with my grandfather my mom's side. You know, there's was, there was always lessons to be learned in our family. They make sure you learned them. You couldn't screw up. You always run into those, those guys, man, or they'll, they'll rip you for it. So. Okay. Um, you you mentioned you mentioned your brother. Um, I know that's definitely something that that's had to have shaped your life. And and would you care to go a little bit into that? Yeah. So my brother uh, was born with a disease called neurofibromatosis type two. What that is is a uh, brain and spinal tumors. And throughout his life, um, when it started out his life, he was actually only given five years to live. Well, he made it to twenty one. Um, he. He's one of those examples that you don't really see it until you're 
older. For me, it's one of those that I don't really complain because I try not to complain. We all still do, of course. But we all, I'll never ever go through the pain and the sacrifice that he went through daily. He, uh, so he probably has anywhere from 50 to 60 major tumors in his body at one time. Oh. That's throughout the brain and spine. Uh, he was able to walk most of his younger life up until probably, I think he was in his teenage years, um, started to lose his ability to walk. Um, had a huge tumor in his hand, in his left hand, and uh, lost a couple of fingers, was unable to use that. And then the disease just really started to take over. And it wound up making him blind in one eye and deaf. And that just progressively happened throughout his life. Um, you know, inability to use the bathroom on his own, things like that. But man, to see his fortitude every single day to just grind it out. He was incredibly intelligent. Graduated on special needs. I mean, that's nothing against that. I'm just saying he graduated legit in three years. Oh. Wicked intelligent. Just no, just was the smartest of our group. And our cousins were well blessed. So blessed to be around him. And um, yeah, two days before my 16th birthday, um, you know, it's just one of those random nights. You just don't expect anything. And, he had uh, he'd been on hospice for a little while, and uh, he just he was you know just having a weird night, nothing out of the ordinary. You know things happen. I wake up and um, see the hospital bed. I know this is weird to say, but that kind of became a norm for him to wake up, have to go to the hospital, be rushed out at four or five in the morning. So at first I didn't think anything about it, but then there's that look you get from certain people. My grandpa came in and I knew that it was different. This time it wasn't gonna there's no coming back. And uh, that was one of those man that like you're fifteen years old, you don't know how to react, especially because you've gone through different type of scenarios where he always comes back. You knew that time it wasn't gonna happen. So man that just takes a toll on you. That just that uh, hits you in a hard place where hard to get out of that so for the next couple of years um you know it, it took a lot out of me man it really changed me as a young kid i don't really know how to describe it just felt that empty spot but it's another one where the good lord comes in the next year and brings on you and the rest of the boys as our group of friends did from high school so it's, it's amazing how mysterious ways it works well, yeah, that, that was going to be my next question is how did you get out of that, that, that feeling and how did you kind of get out on top of that? Well, um, another part for me was uh, fitness, man. Uh, I really fell in love with it. I was a bad stubby kid up until my teenage years, man. And, uh, so I had, I was out of shape and started basketball and I think I like puked in front of the cheerleaders one day. Conditioning, and I was like, I'm never going to be this kid again. And then, you know, with my brother, man, I just needed that place to go to. And I think a gym or a track, and I fell in love with basketball at the time. So I was always in there, man. I think that. And then the next year, we had that faithful class in history where all of our friend group, we had a group of seven of us that became the best of friends, my brothers, you know. So 
it's it's funny that that just came into my life right after that happened when I needed it the most. So that's kind of how I really got out of that. Mm. Well, I mean, it sounds like it. I mean, obviously, what, why wouldn't it? But it, it sounds like it. It really, really made an impact. Like, what, what would you think has been the effect of, of all of that and everything from going through it to growing up, seeing your brother, you know, having to experience all that, like you said, show that great fortitude to losing him. How do you think that's shaped you today? Um, for me, uh, it is one of those that there's always a way, man, because you can really do, I don't know, this is super cliche, but you really, you got to value your time. It's, uh, you can always make more time and, that, you know, no matter what, you can, you can get through it. He was only supposed to live till he was five years old. He made it till 21. Got to graduate to everything he wanted to in, in his younger years. Later on, we had, even in the last three or four, he had a great life. We had, we had fun, man. He made the most of it. So for me, it's always one of those things, is, you know, be better, man, because you can. You can, you can make it more than five years. You can outdo any number somebody sets to you. So that's really what's shown for me is always just to be better. And he's just been such a good example for, you know, there's no reason to complain. So I'll never, ever go through what he went through. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, that's obviously that's incredible. And, and I can't imagine like the true depth of, of how that w would impact you over the course of your life. Um, but I know that wasn't the only loss that you experienced when you were growing up. And, and, you know, I think, I think frequently about the day where where you heard of, about your father. Would you care to to share any about that? Yeah. So this was very unexpected. Where with Cole, you you knew there was some sort of timeline. You didn't know when, but you knew um, he was on hospice. That's obviously kind of like a, a you got less than nine months kind of deal. Um, with Dad, I was living in Nashville at the time, and. Uh, this is one of those that people can say what they want, but it was a Friday night and it's not for his birthday. It's 56th birthday. And uh, I decided to stay in Nashville. My buddy Casey and I were like, hey, let's go out and we'll have some fun. And I said, hey, Dad, I'll just I'll be in early in the morning. He's like, ah, oh, it's fine. I'm going to bed. You know, I'm going to bed early anyways. I got to go in the morning. And, you know, just an average weekend. So he was like, I'll like, oh, love you. I'll see you in the morning. Let me see, Dad. That was it. Didn't think anything of it. And uh, we decided to go out with some friends that night. I was actually with you that there. night. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. I met up with you that night. That was so weird. I got this feeling. I, 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 you can call it whatever you want, but I do remember it so clear. This was, uh, you know, 11 or 12 o'clock. I just got a weird gut feeling. You know, like, you know, I don't know what it was. I was like, I oh, wasn't something I ate. It was something I drank. <laughs> Who knows? And then. Uh, the next morning, my dad was always an early riser, 5 or 6 a.m. every day. Well, I text him. I said, hey, Pops, I'll be, uh, be in there, you know, 9.30, 10. Well, I, uh, I forgot to get him a card. So I went to get him a card, and I was going to come back, sign, grab a pup, and bring him over, too. He loved my dog, Rocco. So came back to get Rocco. And I got a call from my aunt Sissy. That's when you knew. I was like, what? 
this is weird. She never calls, especially without dad, knowing dad didn't answer me back yet. And back then, man, I was turning to my neighborhood. I just knew. I broke down before I even asked the phone. I, it's, I know you can say whatever, but it's the truth. I, I, before I even answered the phone, I was losing it. Uh, she said, your dad passed. It was a uh, super surprising thing on his 56th birthday. And uh, he was my rock man. He's one that showed me. He was a, I love him to death. And he, was, uh, he was a flawed man early on. Man. But he showed when there was a point in life where my brother and I had to move in with him. It was a split decision right then moment. And he stepped up right then and there and handled it so well and took us in. So for him, it completely flipped the switch. He changed my life. He changed how I look at it. He, he gave me qualities of a man that I grew up, I saw, like, handle your business, you know, treat your family well, take care of your mom, things like that. So without him, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do, you know. It's, that's, your, that's one of my best friends. You know, it's crazy. But, yeah, so that was one of those. that I'll never forget, I had my little brother meet me halfway in between Nashville and, and Dayton to get back home. And that was another one that got me through. How did you get through? Um, I had you guys, man. Uh, I'll be honest. It was uh, that was another great part. Is even when you lose somebody, you get to see the wonderful side of people. So my dad was a very outgoing guy. Everybody kind of knew pops around town, and, and I also had a bunch of great friends. And you came in that night and talked to me, and, and then I had all these great friends come out of town and put together a basketball game and. It was uh, it was awesome. That was it's another one. Is even through the darkest times when you have great friends and family, you get through it. And, uh, I was very blessed to have that that weekend. So that's that. That's another one. It's just friends, family, and faith. It's what as simple as it is. It's what gets you through. Mm. Similar to the to the question about your brother, what do you think? I mean, it's been a little bit since since pops passed. What do you what do you think the impact of of that and, and everything you went through is on you now. Um, how do you think that's shaped your, whether it's your, your own life, your, your mentality, how has that affected you now? Um, for me now, it's definitely like I told you in that moment, whenever my brother and I had to move in right then, um, I got to see how a man acts in the right situation. So I think that's always one of those, like, Whenever you kind of come to those weird points in life where you're like, I got to step up, I got to see an example. So I think that's something I get to flip that switch to. It's, uh, I've always got that automatic switch now. It's like, all right, step up in this moment, step up in this moment, try to be better. Um, and for him, just make sacrifices. That's another one that I've taken from both of them. Is you got to make sacrifices. And that's what I've seen from both of my parents. Because uh, goal is very hard. To have to, not hard to live with, but to take care of. Just mom, mom couldn't work at the time because he's just full time care. Always had to have a nurse, always had to have somebody there. Yeah. So getting to see those two really make sacrifices is what's helped me out. So now I'm just really starting to see that. It's one of those you didn't appreciate it when it was happening. But as an adult, you start to see that more and you're like, oh man, I'm really, really 
take for granted those times. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one thing. One of, one of the most vivid memories I have, and it's not even a specific memory. It's vivid because it was reoccurring is almost every time I would go over to your house, um, especially if it was during the day or something like that, there was at least like a 60, 70% chance that Pops was out like underneath the, um, like in the carport, like chilling out there, whether it was with some of his friends or just by himself, just enjoying, uh, just enjoying the outside air. And I don't know how many times I'd pull up. He probably didn't even know I was coming. And I would just walk basically right by him and be like, hey, Pops. And he'd be like, oh, hey. <laughs> and I'd just go right past him. And it wasn't even a problem. He, it wasn't even an issue that I was just walking into his home unannounced. Sometimes without yeah. you even being there. Yeah, just come on in. Yeah. And so that, that's something that I can, I, can, I can picture perfectly is him standing right there, um, whether it was with friends or not, as I like walked in after, after pulling up in the driveway. Yeah, small red cigarettes and big smile on his face, man. That was pops. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess to to move things in a, in a little bit of a different direction, we're kind of bouncing around between current and past and, and future and all this other stuff. But you know, you talked about it a little bit earlier, and one thing that I've always admired about you is your your dedication to to fitness and to staying fit, being fit. And to making me look like a very puny individual every time I stand beside you. Um, tell me a little bit about that, because it's not just something that you enjoy working out. It is a central part of your life. Tell me, like, when that became. I know we talked about it's kind of started with basketball and, and not wanting to be the uh, the chubby kid thrown up in front of the cheerleaders. Um, but but tell me a little bit more about how it became such a central part of your life. Um, I definitely think it's part of the addictive personality that I see in my family. Whether we all have our different things, most of uh, every side of my family has something they're addicted to. Some of it is, to be honest, alcoholism, cigarettes, and different ones. But for me, I think I've just kind of got lucky. and uh, I fell in love with it, man. I was, like I said, I was a fatty. I was as tall as I was round. And uh, I realized how out of shape I was starting these conditioning drills because I was just the competitive side kicked in. I was like, I will never, ever be this kid again. And, you know, you started, then it was like, you know, I wanted to look good for girls and I wanted to do this. And so you start working hard and you start gaining some knowledge. You listen to some podcasting. It just kind of became a love of mine. I love to see all sorts of it. That's the best part nowadays is you can learn from your car ride every day in a podcast or watch a YouTube video. You can see so many sides of fitness, and I've just kind of fell in love with it. I love to train. I love to go try it all. I'm really bad. I'm just starting this CrossFit aspect, and I'm terrible at so many things. It humbles me every day, but I love it. Just love it. See, that's that's the the mind blowing part to me is because when he's talking about doing CrossFit workouts, he's talking about a lot of very intense stuff that kills him. When I work out with him, it's the equivalent of a ski instructor taking me on the bunny slopes, and I'm dying and hating my life and probably saying words I should not be saying, most of them directed at Chase. And then I think about the workouts that actually kill him, and I can't even comprehend it. It's, it's absolutely impossible for me to realize the type of workouts that would put him into that same scenario that he puts <laughs> me into. Um, 
So you, you mentioned CrossFit. So when did you join a cult? Uh, I joined in February. Uh, you know, I killed my first lamb. Nice. Um, that, nice. That, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, we, you know, had a fun ceremony outside. Around okay. The bar. Yeah. 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 It's fun. Good to hear. Good to hear. I'm, I'm glad you're really, you know, taking your life in a, in a really positive direction. Just kidding, in case anybody's listening that's a CrossFitter. Um, we do not discriminate okay. whatsoever. You're going to get so heckled for that. I'm going to get heckled, and then they're going to see a photo of me, and they're all going to understand why. They're going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That That's why he hates our CrossFit, because he can't do any of it. Um, but so we'll go, I know fitness is definitely a passion of yours. Another one that you've definitely explored a little bit lately more than before is is travel and traveling. We've had a lot of conversations about the places we want to go and how we want to get there and how we're going to do it in our lives. Tell me about this. Tell me when when traveling became, you know, something that started to become a passion of yours and something you really want to do and then obviously tell me about your your more your more recent trip to Iceland. Yeah. So, um we this is another one that you should contribute to pops. So, we waited a little while, and uh, Dad always wanted to be cremated and his ashes spread in Gulf Shores on the beach. So we did that. We waited a little while. It actually almost took us over a year, I think. And uh, so we went to spread his ashes. Well, we made, like Dad always says, so don't give me anything fancy. Well, there were too many good people that wanted to you know, pay their respects, so we just had a celebration of life. Which actually wound up being exactly what Pops wanted. Just a kind of a fun party, gathered everybody's friends and family together. But uh, the, initial, the small family decided to go down to Gulf Shores to do that. So we rented a condo, did the whole thing, spread the ashes. Well, when uh, my cousins and I were having a chit chat about this guy named Chris Gillibo. And Gillibo is one of the gents that has traveled to every single country. And uh, so found his travel blog, and one thing went into another travel blog, and, and Instagram, and I found Iceland, and I was like, man, I'm going to go to that place one day, and I want to go by myself, because it's, it's the safest country in the world, it's beautiful, and I was like, I want to do it on my own time. Well, this last birthday, I uh, was sitting at the table, and we were at a Mexican restaurant, I have a... Uh, just a cousin-in-law, Mr. Doug Lawrence. I'll shout out to Doug. He, uh, he was sitting at the end of the table, and we're all kind of having a good time. I'm probably, you know, two bowls of chips and a couple of those ackies. He stands up, and we do the happy birthday thing. We're at a Mexican restaurant, so I think I even had a sombrero on. So it wasn't the most serious of moments. Doug stands up. He said, so in the next year, what do you want to do? What do, you, what do you want to fulfill? What dreams do you want to fulfill? And I said, I don't know. You know, I just kind of tried to brush it off. It's like, no, seriously, what do you want to do? I said, you don't really want to go to Iceland. And he said, well, why don't you do it? And I had no good answer. I really wanted to go. I had no good answer. So I made some sacrifices. I said, well, you know what? By God, I'm going to do it. So I chipped away at it. I literally bought a ticket. The next day, I started to chip away at it. At the time, it wasn't our bonus season for commission. And, you know, I was just kind of making it. And I was like, I, don't, I can't afford to just pay for it all now. It's a very, very expensive country. So just chipped away at it, man. I bought one ticket this week. I bought a hotel the next week. Or I, I stayed in all hostels. So bought one hostel the next week. Next paycheck. 
then about my connecting flight, the next paycheck, and then the next month I bought my next two hostels, and then I started saving. You know, because it's seven fifty a gallon over there, so you got to be ready to pay the prices, man. So everything's super expensive because it's literally in the middle of nowhere in the North Atlantic. So after that, man, I've just finally made the trip, and it's worth every second, every penny. It's the most beautiful landscape you'll ever see. Just vast, open, green plains rolling into these huge mountains. And it's incredible, man. It's a very harsh harsh climate but also makes the most beautiful green fields and ever seen man it's so worth it i think it's important to note here that when when you first told me that you're going to iceland i i think we were on the phone together i don't remember i kind of paused for a minute and you go don't worry it's not one of those find myself kind of trips (laughs) (laughs) i've thought about you saying that multiple times because that was kind of my first thought because i knew you wanted to travel but it was kind of coming out of the blue because uh, at first I thought, oh, yeah, he's probably got a group, group of guys that he, he's going with, probably his 12th bachelor party um, for the month, and they're all going to Iceland. And then that's when you're like, no, no, it's just me. And I was like, what? And then, <laughs> that's when you said, uh, yeah, I'm not finding myself. I just really want to go to Iceland. But yeah. with that being said, did you find yourself? Uh, no, I'm still looking. Oh, still that's looking. fair. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I was never going to have a guilty player. Yeah. Well, why Iceland out of so many places? Uh, honestly, to simply put it, man, just the pictures from Instagram and travel blogs, that's all it's been, man. And I was like, that is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. I want to see if these pictures live up to it. It was even more so. And, you know, I always heard these people are wonderful and beautiful. And by God, they were. Um, everybody, I, there was so many places I went where I felt like the small guy. That just doesn't happen a lot. You know, 6'2", 200-something pounds. Like, oh, wow, I'm small people over here. Well, they show us they're the number one CrossFit country. Oh, so that's why you win. No, I don't like to go get humble, (laughs) which I did. Um, And then they also have probably, I think uh, they've had the world's strongest. They have the world's strongest men now, and they've had it in the past, in the 70s. So... They're known for their fitness and well-being and surviving through harsh climates. Is, is, is the world's strongest man guy, that's the guy who plays the mountain on Game of Thrones, right? Show is. Oh, yeah. That guy, that guy is insane. It's incredible. I thought it was like incredible. I thought it was like movie magic on the show where, where he looked that big. And then you see him in real life, like, no, he's really that big. He's really that big. He is a monster. Um so at what point, I mean, it sounds like, you know, this birthday at, uh, at that Mexican restaurant, sipping on the Dosa Keys, uh, getting kind of called out. Uh, it sounds like that was kind of a defining moment. What would you say to, to other people? I think our generation, where, I mean, we're in a lot of ways the generation of Instagram. I don't have one, still holding out. But you're the generation of Instagram, so we see all the time these scenic locations, these people, hashtag living their best lives, all that, all that kind of stuff. And what would you say to people who I think our generation is always like, oh, I want to go there. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to to France and see the Eiffel Tower. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And I would say that most of us don't do it or we wait too long to do it. What would you say to people who are like kind of in that, that same position that you might have been? They have that place or places they, they want to be and they want to get there and they're just not making the moves necessary. They don't think they have the means to do so. Yeah. Well, for me, I'll be honest, it's make sacrifices. Um, 
that time I was uh, living downtown, had a sweet place on the south side. It was just way too much, man. So I moved out of the city and, you know, I lived uh, back out in good old Saudi Daisy and <coughs> commute there every day and, you know, just cut back on rent. And, you know, I, it's little things like that, man. You got to make sacrifices that you can get there. You know, don't buy the two, three Starbucks or two or three monsters you get every week. I promise it'll make a huge difference. And also, there's too many email chain lists you can get on. For me, I found Scott's Cheap Flights. There's plenty of others. Um, the Points Guy. There's so many things you can learn from. There's just infamous knowledge everywhere on Instagram. Use Instagram as a tool to get free knowledge. Everybody, all these entrepreneurs and these travel guys, they'll give it out, read. There's always deals coming around. For me, I just nailed the right price because I was on an email chain list for my Iceland trip. You know, I found it for like two, I found it for like 300 and something dollars from New York with the perfect timing, you know, full flight Delta. You know, it's one of those that there's, just be ready at the right time. So always stash up, you know, Prepare for a longer route. You can't just book it for next month. Just plan it out. For me, it was August. I was like, all right, cool. I'll roll in, make it the best week ever. I had, it was the weekend before, it was the week before the Tennessee-West Virginia game in Charlotte. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on that Sunday. I'm gonna, well, I guess I landed my son on Sunday. I'm going to go all the way through Thursday, fly on Thursday to Charlotte and go to this West Virginia, Tennessee game and just make it an awesome week. Because, you know, I just need to figure out a time I wanted to go. Iceland's climate in the winter, as much as it would be fun, um, I thought I'm just going to stick to the greener times in August when I have a bunch of daylight left. So, All right. Uh, when, it, when it comes to this trip uh... – I mean, it sounds like it was obviously an incredible experience. Do you have yeah. anything else on the on the horizon? Are you planning anything else like this? Yeah, I'm actually headed down to San Juan, Puerto Rico, in the middle of December. Okay, are uh, you are you yeah. going alone on this one as well, or are you, are you going with people? No, I'm actually going with my little brother. He's getting out of school, and uh, that's another one. Is all I did for that one was go on Google, go on Google Flights select Atlanta for what I did or Nashville and go to explore the map, give yourself some open times. And, you know, if you can even schedule it out, you can either do a week, you can do a long weekend, you can do two days. It gives you so many variety of options. So go to that, zoom out and or zoom in to, I wanted to go somewhere to the beach. And I was like, I don't know what that's going to be. Costa Rica. Well, found a great deal for, this for San Juan, Puerto Rico, and it's still easy enough. I didn't know if my little brother had a passport. So it's like, well, San Juan, no passport, still basically another country, and let's do it. So got an Airbnb and just like I said, chipped away at that. Here we are, man. It's easy as that. You got so many options. If you're flexible on your dates and you don't have a set time, travel's way easier than people than people give credit for so man see i mean i think that's the key i mean i that's something that i've been looking to do a lot more of and i think a lot of people myself included get very very stressed out and at the idea of planning travel i know anytime i've just had to fly for work 
I'm just like, ah, oh, gotta get online, gotta find a flight, gotta find a rental car, and it, it's just like a laundry list of stuff that I'm dreading having to do. Um, and that's what the company pays for. That's that's not even yeah. trips that I'm paying for. And so, I think that's a big impediment to a lot of people. I think they just see it as some insurmountable task, or they see it as something that is just so pricey they're never gonna yeah. be able to do it. For sure. And there's so many places that are. And, you know, a lot of people want to go during the summer or they want to go on spring break, which I understand that's tough. That's one of those. It's all about buying at the right time and planning it out months in advance. And, you know, sometimes you do get lucky. I've had cousins that absolutely nail prices from Birmingham to Belize. They've got $300 round trips. So, yeah, I mean, it's just things like that. There's always there's always little deals. Be flexible on where you want to go. You know, there's so many amazing places in this world that we haven't seen. And I guess that's what the Instagrams, and these travel blogs have shown me, man. There's so many you can get on. I, I probably have too many in my Gmail account, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm Just sure. Motivation, right? Yeah, I'm like, a, uh, I'm like a folders and tabs fiend. If, if I'm on a computer, there's like 30 tabs up with stuff that I haven't looked at. Who knows how long. I'm going to have folders for everything. Like places I want to go, things I want to do. Uh, when I really, I think more than anything, I just need to do something. Um, one thing I kind of hinted at earlier, this is not really something I even thought about discussing today, but I don't know a single person on the face of the earth that goes to more bachelor parties than you do. Please explain. <laughs> well, like I said, man, I've been plus a lot of good friends, and supposedly they think I'm interesting. So I, I, I don't know why. I don't get it. You know me. So, but, oh, man, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. That's another one. Kind of hit the paychecks a little bit too hard on me some days. Yeah. Man, it's been worth every penny. If you ever, that's another one. If you spend money on experiences, it's way better. Yeah. How many bachelor parties do you think you've been to? Oh, it's got to be. We're definitely in the teens. I don't know where at. What? Late. This month? <laughs> this month, yes. In September. Uh, I had 17 plus. No, there are some times. There are some times where I will, I'll call you or I'll text you or I'll see something. Oh, Chase is at a bachelor party. Like two or three days later, not even just the next weekend. It's like you're out on another one. I don't know how your your body handles that, and I also don't know how you manage to stay hydrated through all that. So if you have any extreme hydration tips, feel free to share that. Uh, well, always stay hydrated. That's actually the point one rule, not the number one rule, the point one rule. Oh, so always okay. stay hydrated. Um, and also, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. But whew, there's a lot of friends getting married. And uh, my, my coworkers like to call it um, 27 tuxes. <laughs> That's pretty so, good, actually. Yeah, it's that may be the title of this episode 27 Texas with Chase Green <laughs> oh, that almost be a shame though because if somebody like skims through the episode or skips through they will have no idea why that is the name of the episode because they're going to spend the first like 20 25 30 minutes like on serious subjects then on fitness on travel and this little tiny sound bit or sound bite about, about bad surprises parties they're going to skim over they're going to be so perplexed uh, well, we're getting a little bit towards the towards the end of the the show. Um, if there's been if there's been one or two things that have really shaped your life and, and and kind of, I guess, given you a 
a philosophy to to live by and that has influenced you a lot you know what what's been the defining moments of your life or the defining philosophy or mentality that you've had um what's really been driving you and pushing you all these years um for me um losses or lessons anything whether it be whether you lose in sports for me it's been family members uh, i guess also not to tack on or whatever make it more somber but also lost those, those, those grandfathers so my four horsemen my real four horsemen are gone yeah. so you know you've had to step up but losses are lessons um using those tools seeing how your family steps up uh, how you step up in those times like they look to me to make decisions that everything dad left in the will or everything dad had came to me because I was what was left for him and me and Travis, me and myself, my only older brother Travis. So same with my grandfather. It's how people, how you handle situations. Losses have been huge lessons for me. I didn't handle, I mean, people can always give me that thing. It's like, you lost your brother at 15. You don't, you didn't have to handle it well. But you always want high hopes for yourself in anything, whether how you handle something, how you do something, whether you perform well at work or in sports or whatever you do. So that's another one. It's just learning from those losses and mistakes have been such a huge key for me. And like I said, my brother, it's always be better. You know, it's really, it's not that bad ever. Whenever you think something's tough, it's not that tough. And, and I guess the the final question that we, we usually like to ask everybody on this show, you included, is if you could go back and ask yourself or tell yourself, I should say, uh, one thing when you were younger, whether it was after the loss of your brother or the loss of your dad or any point in your life, uh, what would you say to yourself? Um. Stay strong was a one, especially after losses. But really, uh, always stay learning. Always be learning new things. Uh, there's the infinite world of knowledge out there. Keep learning. And uh, it's in, you know it's super cliche, but really, especially nowadays, seeing these little things come up for chat ten sports and the blog world and whatnot. Really anything's possible. You just got to figure out how to do it, man. Well, all right. Well, I, I don't think there's a better way to, to end the podcast. Chase, thank you so much for being on here. How, thank you, man. Hey, no problem. How can, how can people follow you? Uh, well, personal Instagram, uh, always, always just search Chase Green. You'll find me. I've got a new t-shirt. But follow Chat Ten Sports on Instagram, Twitter. We're on there. We're on Facebook Live every Monday night at seven PM. We'll kind of adjust some weeks for Monday Night Football. A couple weeks we'll have the Titans on, so we're probably gonna have a Tuesday show. Uh, we're on YouTube, just you know, YouTube slash Chat Ten Sports. Same, you can follow us and find us on the iTunes as well. So we'll of course have the show notes on fun stuff. All right. Well, that sounds great, everyone. Be sure to follow Chat 10 Sports and Chase specifically. Um, also, I mean, I know Chase is the kind of guy that if you ever want to reach out to him, uh, feel free to do so. I know he'd always love to talk and, and share his experiences and, 
and how to get to Iceland on a budget or, or more than <laughs> yeah, maybe just more cope with the fact that it's a, yeah, an expensive country to go to. Um, yeah. But regardless, thank you so much for being on here. Um, everyone, please, please uh, feel free to follow Chase and Chat 10 Sports and, and show them your love. And as always, give us your feedback. Um, we're, we're still looking for that desperately. If there's specific people that you think that would be a good person for us to host on the show, um, we'd be happy to do so. If you know them, uh, feel free to, to recommend them. Or if you, you heard them somewhere else and you think it'd be good to have on the show, we'd love to have them on. Uh, just feel free to give us a comment or uh, email us at millennialmanhoodcip at gmail.com. Once again, that's millennialmanhoodcip at gmail.com. Thank you so much for everyone for listening. Thank you for putting up with my uh, little bit of a hoarse voice uh, today for being sick. And uh, more than anything, we really appreciate you guys. Just remember, losses are lessons. <laughs>